You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Parker Russo. Yes, sir. Parker. It's good to be here, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Well, I was born and raised in good old-fashioned New Jersey, everyone's favorite state. Um, Went to school down in New Orleans, and uh, that's where I met my buddy, Brendan. And he and I have uh, started this little sketch comedy gig that we're working on these days. And... uh, I'm living in New York. He's living in Boston. We make it work, you know, long distance relationships. Yeah. Got to make <laughs> but, um, it work. I have one question for you though on the, on the Jersey thing. Yeah, please. And I'm sure you have many questions, but let's, let, let's start well, with one. I'm in ocean city, Maryland. So I get a lot of people coming from New Jersey. Is it true? It's illegal to pump your own gas. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. That's one of the first things that takes everyone by surprise when they first come in. Why? I guess they just don't trust us over there, you know? They just don't think that we can handle it. I was like, because some woman came, like, was like, how do I do this? I was like, what? She's like, I'm from Jersey. We don't pump our own gas. And I was like, out of everything in the world, that just completely, like, a left hook to the face. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> what, 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 what country is this? Yeah, man, I don't know. I really, you know, I get that question a lot. And I just, there's really no explanation for it other than they just, they just don't think we can handle it. They just but don't have the trust in their people. Is that going to be the next part of cancel culture because of the fact it's like having a servant? <laughs> you know, it just might be, right? I mean, it's like, it's clearly a service that everyone can pretty much do themselves, right? We've learned that across the country. We've earned our right to pump our own damn gas. Exactly. So you got to fight from like the America, like self-entitlement perspective where it's like, I have a right to, to do even more work and let that guy sit down and drink an iced tea. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's supposed to be like a luxury for us over there. You know, we're up on our high horse, you know, too good to pump my own gas, but I don't know if it's just know, like, man. just be a movement. I've been scrolling on Facebook at like two o'clock in the morning too much or something, but I've been coming across like the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like people that are just like, if you ever seen an advertisement for that site, it's called wish.com or something like that. Oh yeah. There's gimp mass. There's all these things that are, they're trying to sell me. Like you might be interested in this. And then I'm like, I'm interested in only seeing what else you have to offer. And then I click on it and it's nothing like they were showing me in the advertisement. I saw a thing that was like clackers, you know, little clacker things. Yeah. (laughs) But they were shaped in the pair of testicles. So you clacked them and they were testicles. And I was like, that's, that's funny. That'd be a good gag gift. And then you click on it and it's like, would you like to buy a Percy Jackson book? It's like, that's nothing like you advertised. (laughs) Right. They really hit you with the one, two switch. No, you don't need that. You don't need that. I'm actually, all for the ball sack clappers, though. I'll tell you. That sounds that, great. That's a great, like, that's a helpful I'd order a hundred of those. You'd order a hundred of them. I feel like it's a great little Zoom toy. You know, what's your Zoom toy? Everyone that they're, like, tinkering with during these calls. 
You got anything like that? No, I'm so into the conversation usually because my brain, I think if it had anything, I mean, maybe, uh, hold on. No, I mean, I play with my toe a little bit sometimes. I like to wiggle oh, it back and forth. You ever try and make them whisper <laughs> where it's like you rub them together side to side and you try and make that noise like, no, they're, they're clapping or they're snapping. <laughs> See, I don't think I have enough dexterity in my toes to manage that, unfortunately. I barely have enough dexterity in my whole body. About to say, are you one of those guys that are like, oh, but I can do this with my elbow, and then they put it behind right, their yeah. head, and you're like, okay. okay. That's, like, <laughs> that's like being the guy that does backflips everywhere. It's like, hey, watch this. It's like, we're at a dinner. What are you doing? <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> you're like secretly a little bit jealous, but. <laughs> I can't tip you, but I can do a backflip. It's like. <laughs> Your backflips are no good here. Thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no backflips. <laughs> it's a one-trick pony man those guys like they can hit a backflip but like i guarantee you they can't like parallel park their own car you know i'm not gonna lie i never thought i was gonna be good at parallel parking the driving test scared the shit out of me but then i just did it the other day i had met a past guest um of this podcast he's from pennsylvania but he came to my town and i was like dude well we gotta hang out like before the 90 days and he showed up, but he's like, I'm on first street. And I, me knowing it's summertime in ocean city, I'm like, there's going to be no place to park. I'm never going to get a spot in there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to park like four streets down. And there was a small spot. I'm in a, uh, like a test car. And I'm like, I've never parked this car before. Let me try parallel parking it. First try nailed it in there. Got out of the car. was like, woo. And some woman was like, that's a good, that's a good parking job. I was like, I'll never be able to do that ever again. <laughs> Man, that reminds me, and you know, I'm sorry, mom, if you hear this, but my driving test, I was in my mom's car, a big Beamer, and it gets to the parallel parking portion of the exam, and I'm like, shit, I really, I have no idea, you know, didn't prepare for this, no idea what to do, and so I just kind of do the little half turn, check the mirrors for half a second, and I just wing it, not even really looking, just winging it, winging it, winging it, winging it, winging it, winging it, bam, perfect. Best parallel park I've probably ever done in my life. Totally just, it happened that way. You know, it was meant to be. I was meant to get my license on that day. Never told my mom about that, but there was a very good chance I was going to just smash right into every obstacle that they had. <laughs> you were sitting in the car like, God, if you just help me out with this one, I won't ask for anything. All those times I asked for superpowers when I was a little kid was bullshit. This is what I really right. need help with. Like, because when I right. took of my course, driving. day, you're asking again. When I took my driving school, the guy was like, if you feel like you're already close enough to the curb and they ask you to get closer, just tell them, no, I'm fine here. And they'll just deduct you like a point or something. It's safer than hitting the curb and failing. I did everything perfect. That was the thing I sweated on. And when I was doing the parallel parking, I got, I mean, maybe about a, like a size 12 shoe. That's a good size, right? That's a, yeah. That's, a, that's about, I was that yeah, far away from the, the curb. And he was like, <laughs> you want to move a little bit closer for me? And I said, no, I'm comfortable here. He said, okay. And then he deducted me some points. But what really scared me was the ending when like there's a stop sign and then there's another stop sign. And I was like, do you want me right. to stop here? He's like, what would you do? And I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to stop here because that's what I feel safe to do. And we're in the parking lot thing. So it's like, you didn't really need to stop if you've been driving right. for longer than five minutes. And um, right. I went to go park my car and as I parked, he goes, congratulations, you passed. And then he hands me the paperwork and I get out of the car and I look, the white line is dead center in the middle of my car. I went between two spots like an asshole. 
And I just looked at him and you looked down, looked at me and I had the paperwork in my hand. I just turned around and ran right inside. I was like, you're not fucking taking. My dad was watching. He goes, when I saw you hit between two spots, I said, you're fucked. Like, I just knew it. I had my hands on my head. I looked over. I was like, we're getting the license. Let's go. I'm getting my picture taken. Everything. <laughs> See, you, you proved that you were a safe driver. You're just a, a douchebag when it comes to parking. You're that guy in the lifted Hummer, you know, taking up two spots. And he's allowed to drive still. You know, he's just a dick. It depends. Should more cars have butterfly doors? Because sometimes, like the test car I'm using, when I open up that car door, it is way bigger than my normal car's door. And it swings all the way out where I almost hit, like, multiple people's vehicles. I'm like, Jesus. The guy's like, that's awfully close, man. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This car has doors that come out, like, you know, leaving the barn door open or some shit. I want a butterfly (laughs) door so I don't have to worry about slapping anybody. The only thing you have to worry about is when that door uppercuts you in the face. Right, right. Yeah. Takes takes your neck off. <laughs> I mean, trying to drive somebody else's car is like entering a spaceship for the first time. They like everyone's like, Well, you gotta adjust your mirrors first. It's like I need to fix the fucking seat. You got this thing too cranked up to where my knees are hitting the steering wheel. Like I need to <laughs> lean back and relax. Oh, and don't even get me started on like, you know, that's like the classic Uber issue, right? Trying to figure out the music. Never easy, ever. You get into someone's car, you got to hook up the Bluetooth to this. Oh, wait, are you still connected? Oh, wait, is he connected? Oh, wait, my mom is on here. Total shit show every time. By I the time to, you finally get it sorted, you're already there. I used to talk major trash on Uber until I did Uber Eats. And then I've had the weirdest experiences doing that in my entire life. Like every time I've done Uber Eats, I mean, I made money, but like, I, people would just invite me to their house. And I'm like, how fucking stoned are you to invite just your random Uber driver in your house? And they're like, well, you're giving us food. So you're like God. And it's like, I, I could never do the driving portion because I feel like you get rated on that too. Like people rate me doing Uber eats or something. I mean, what's the worst I do? I fuck up your Denny's order. Like, I think that was the right. worst I had. I got a bad rating and I knew which one it was because when I hit the brakes, fucking all the pancakes and the whole thing went forward. I was like, well, Oh no, that's a, that's a minus on that one. That's going to be a one star, <laughs> but you got to finish the order anyway. Right. So then you're like handing the guy his food fully well knowing that it's a total shit show. Well, you're supposed to do what's like that. One- mo- what's that moment? Like, you're supposed to do like one order at a time. And then I just sat there at Denny's and collected like 10 orders. So I just kept grabbing the stuff and everybody's like, what the fuck? We're on the app too. I'm like, dude, I'm going to make a, a bunch of money in a second. Then I do all the runs. I make like maybe $50. And then some guy just tips me a buck. Like that's going to make my fucking day. Like we're in the eighties, like go get yourself a soda pop and then flicks me a quarter. I'm like, well, thanks Fonz. And then run off. <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah what is the what is the uh what's the tip supposed to be like on those things because i think no one really knows it's one of those kind of like gray areas like no one really knows what to tip the seamless guy the delivery guy like what do you what are you looking for it's different i think than a restaurant business because it's not doesn't need to be 20 percent on the factor of like you're doing it through an app so there's no emotion connected to it like if you see a mother with like five kids barely struggling to keep a waitress to 
job or whatever comes over and hands you a fucking cheesesteak, you're like, I gotta tip her more because she's struggling, obviously. But then you see like an Uber, the dude could have no legs and he has to walk up 50 flight of freaking stairs to deliver your pancake or super slash morning combo breakfast with chocolate milks and shit. And you tip him a buck because there's no emotion behind the app. Right. Oh, yeah, there's a major disconnect. And you, the first time you're seeing the dude is when he's right there. I think the main conclusion... Waiters get to make you feel guilty throughout, you know? The main conclusion we can have is the fact that I think society is essentially flawed. And when it all boils down to, it's Uber driving. Yep. It's crazy, man. There's nothing to Fortunately, say. there's a... It's the, <laughs> really not. <laughs> Ubers these days are, they're becoming a different environment though with this whole, whole thing. They're becoming more and more like taxis. You see that? They got plastic wrap in the back. It's like a DIY barrier that they're creating. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they, they go to Marshalls and just decide to pick out all like that. I'm going to bedazzle the back window. It's like, don't fuck, don't <laughs> right. do that. I'm not getting you in your car. Right. It's bedazzled. You're going to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny to see like the spectrum of like you know some guys clearly went out and were like all right this is serious you know like i really got to secure and create kind of two different microclimates in my car here and they really did it right and other guys really went and got like saran wrap from the drawer and were like oh shit kind of put some like duct tape up and we're like this will probably work i have meanwhile, a the whole thing is flapping in the breeze i have a problem when your personality is weaker than what like you're showing people like you ever meet the kid in middle school or like elementary school that has like this super bedazzled like best backpack in the world and then you go and talk to them and they're just like blank like a board you're like your backpack's cooler than you i only want to hang out with you for your backpack <laughs> like yeah it's people expressing themselves through very trivial things to make up for their lackluster personality <laughs> I, I actually came across you from the Instagram page. Um, you do the, it's the cream team comedy, right? That's right. That's right. It, it reminded me a lot of um, the videos I used to make in uh, high school. We had to do uh, com arts, like communication arts. This is going to sound like a total, like mm -hmm. I'm throwing shade, but it's really a compliment. <laughs> oh, video. that's what you're doing? Yeah, we did that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> funniest videos I ever made in my entire life because it was like our teacher didn't really care and she was like just have fun with it I mean there's a video like the, it was around the time the Jordan Belfort song became like super popular so we did a video of it and then like the first shot is me waking up with the song playing like oh and then it's like it's just my bare ass so I'm just naked and it played in front of our whole class. And my teacher's like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, like we did like a boss music video where my buddy, it was like chop your balls oh, yeah, off that dude. part of the song. He had a Ziploc bag with two little eggs in it. And he had like a saw and just cut it and the eggs fell on the ground. But it was like so like understaffed and under production. So like, it was just funny to fucking watch. Definitely, man. I mean, you gotta make that, right? Even when you're making your That's videos, though, like, how do you usually come across, like, an idea for a video? Because I saw the workout one, and I work at a gym, so I'm like, That's spot on. That's 100%. Right. Yeah, dude comes in and thinks he's Hercules, like, on day one. <laughs> um, honestly, like, it's the, that's the biggest thing that kind of holds you back, right? It's because, like, a lot of the ideas that we have, you'd be like, God, that would be, like, absolutely hilarious. And you got the whole thing kind of playing out in your mind. 
And then you take a step back and you go, well, do we have a million dollar budget? No. Can we afford any of the things that we need for that video? Definitely not. So that one's right out, you know? So you kind of kind of find that, that perfect balance of something that you can do that's funny, that's relatable. So something that you can do, you know, with $100, $50. Now you got to set your realistic expectations. Um, and I think it's very possible, like you're saying, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you need it to be high production value, but it doesn't need to be shot in a beautiful studio. You know, you can make funny videos in high school. Um, it's just really all about like the content for us. Like, I think if you have a funny idea and you execute it well, um, I think people are more willing to look past your, you know, oh, that shot's a little blurry. Uh, the audio is not, you know, as long as your core idea is strong, I think it rings true. Um, so I think that's kind of been our mantra far um, until buying $5,000 cameras and shit like that, you know, got to do yeah, it. With in, in my common arts class, we just use crappy HD, the true vision ones, like the $50 right. quarter ones you would have at home for like AFV. But like, mm -hmm. we only really notice when you're editing is the fact is like, when you are editing it, you notice the flaws, but then when it all kind of comes together, right. it's, a, it's just a fun experience to have. Like we, I did one, um, it was supposed to be like the black ops replacer trailer where the guy gets out of the car yeah. and it's like, you know what it's like to play black ops and it's like that, but it's me and I get out of the car and it's like, I'm in my buddy's Mustang and it's one of the big bulky GTs, not the GTs though. Right. It's like a 2005, like the huge ass ones with the big doors we're fucking talking right. about. And I get out of the car and you just <laughs> see my small feet hit the, hit the, hit the ground first. And then I get out of this car, but the seat's so low, like me trying to get out of it was like a, like me, trying to like the end of 128 hours or 27 hours where he's getting out of the rocks <laughs> right. it was like that right. like climbing out of this thing and i get out and then <laughs> i have this big jacket on and i'm like i just you know shuffle it forward like a boss and then like but it was so windy <laughs> and i had really long curly hair so my hair was blowing all over the place because i was in a freaking tornado and I just go, you know what it's like to watch the morning announcements but you couldn't hear shit cuz the wind was so bad so i just threw on ACDC and I just let the thing go. And the funniest part was the drive away where it was like me talking for 10 seconds. Like you're not cool unless you want to watch the morning announcements. And then it's supposed to be me driving off. Well, it just snowed in town. So like the snow had melted, but frost was still there. So like there's icicles mm. hanging from the back of his car, but no fucking snow around. So everyone's like, what did they do to his car? Like, you know, right, what is that? <laughs> yeah i mean that's absolutely like you know i feel like the editing process is where you really like create the video right like you have like so many ideas of what it's going to be and then you actually like sit down and create it and you're like oh wait that idea is total shit and that's not going to work at all like the footage that we have doesn't even come close to what we were thinking and so you kind of completely have to do the whole storyline again or it's like you're saying you know you getting out of that car was funnier than half the shit that we actually filmed and so let's just like highlight that. And so I think the video often ends up getting overtaken by like two or three silly moments that oftentimes we're not even during the shoot. And that kind of becomes like the crux of your whole performance, you know? Yeah. We had to remake a scene from Step Brothers. It was the Hulk hands thing. And the only really super funny part about it was like, I mean, the scene was good. Like if you like Step Brothers and all, it was like amateurly done. Right. 
but it was the fact of my dog just came into the middle of it and started taking a shit. So then my buddy that's filming, like, couldn't stop laughing. So he just kept zooming in on my dog taking a shit. So, like, that was where our A came from. I'm like, dude, you're missing the scene. He's like, dude, there was important shit going on. Like, right. This, this is better. Yeah. <laughs> How hard is it? had been for you i would say to steer away from the whole mass situation like you could easily make so many jokes about that yeah i mean it's kind of a a put like i feel like um my partner brendan is very much like more in the like let's push it like let's push it like let's make jokes about shit that you know like wants to get into some political stuff wants to do this that the other thing and i'm a little like hesitant about kind of stepping on any toes at first because it is the internet trolls, you know, fuck your whole day up. Yeah. So really trying to kind of, you know, for me, I'm kind of trying to do stuff that's a little bit more mass appeal at first, a little bit more like everyone gets that. Like you don't need to live in XYZ place. You don't need to know about XYZ thing. Like everyone knows some guy who works out once and thinks that he's Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. So trying to kind of stay away from that stuff. And I also think that, those kind of jokes and those kind of videos may play well really right now, but fast forward six months, it's not going to be relevant and trying to kind of create this line of stuff that is, I think kind of last a long time, you know, stuff that's like almost like what South Park has done, you know, like South Park is they make topical stuff, but it's also, you could watch like a 10 year old episode and it's like, okay, yeah, that's still. So I think it's all about like finding that once. Um, if you look at uh, Two and a Half Men, for instance, like that was always one of my favorite shows as a kid. But if you watch like the older ones now, you're like, oh, I remember that. But some kid that's randomly coming across it is not going to understand a single joke about that or anything. And honestly, right, right. comedy has been watered down a lot. But I think it's coming back in the aspect of I think we've canceled way too much shit to the point where it's gone the complete opposite where now we're, everybody's like, I don't care anymore. Anything I can do. If I fucking fart, it's a cancel. I'm done with it. It's against people with right. gastroenteritis or whatever, you know? And I'm like, that's <laughs> what it's going to get to. Cause the past couple of years, comedy has gotten to this point where I'm like, the only safe jokes to crack are ones about yourself. Like every stand-up comedian, like, right. Oh, I had this happen and then I got divorced and then everybody's laughing at them because right. you can crack jokes on yourself. But then if you ever see uh Dave Chappelle's comedy special sticks and stones. Yeah. That was one of the, like, the best comedy specials, but it got a lot of blowback from a lot of communities because he just threw shade right. at everything that was ridiculous about what we're doing. In the first five minutes, he's making fun of the audience. He goes, uh, I'm right. about to do an impression. Guess who this is? Uh, guess what? If you ever do anything in your life, I'll fucking ruin you. Dirt. He goes, that's you. And he points to the audience and they're all laughing and clapping. And I'm like, yo, he's literally insulting the audience and they don't even know. Right. Right. You guys have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're spot on. And I think the, the whole cancel culture thing is definitely becoming increasingly a bit of a, an issue, I think. But I also think that, you know, if I was Dave Chappelle, I'd feel a lot more comfortable, you know, coming out and making some really radical jokes and really like shitting all over everyone because I'm fucking Dave Chappelle. And yeah, I'm already famous. Y'all already know me. I'm already here. Whereas someone who's like more starting out, for you to come out guns a blazing and be like shitting all over like things that people really like hold dear, you're going to fuck those people over and those people are going to hate you forever. Like you don't, you don't have, you're not 
in good position with them as it is, you know? So you're that's, just like, you're just getting rid of them right, right out of the get go, which is like, that's, that's literally what I'm like hinting at with like uh, your workout video stuff. Like imagine if an army of CrossFitters just came across it and was like, <laughs> this son of a bitch is, is calling us out. And it's like, giving yeah. us a bad name. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, you don't want to ruin the CrossFit community. You know how hard they right. work on their 30 pack abs. <laughs> exactly. No, you don't want to fuck with those guys. I'm just like, we'll beat you the- up. Isn't the point of life to laugh? Like, if you look at a movie like in 2008, Don't Mess with the Zohan, that right. movie could <laughs> never be played today. And yeah. honestly, it's like with Robert Downey Jr., where he kind of talked about like he was so happy that he didn't get like any uh, hate towards him for the blackface in uh, Tropic Thunder, even though that's probably the right. last time ever. And Don't Mess with the Zohan, nobody even thinks of Dave Matthews as the racist redneck that wants to blow up everybody and hates puppies like (laughs) that didn't even come to your mind because the movie hit at a time period where like you get to see the whole shift like i was watching it i was like wow this is so ridiculously stereotypical that it couldn't be played today but you weren't going to take it serious because honestly they're more making fun of themselves with how dumb they're thinking right right yeah exactly yeah and i think generally you should be safe if you're making fun of yourself but you know it seems like these days no one is safe. The whole the whole thing is really. I mean, we we've, we've even gotten a couple, you know, messages even from our videos, which are not even really like, in our minds, pushing the boundaries nearly as much as we'd like to. We've gotten some some blowback already. People are like, I think one thing that people don't like is we tag uh, Barstool in some of our videos, just because it's like you know we think that they might like it. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a share from someone. You know. And people really like, we've gotten a couple of blowbacks like, oh, like you're like standing with Barstool. You know, they're, they're a bad company. Like those guys, like, you know, they're misogynists and all that. And it's like, first of all, me tagging them in the video is not me <clears throat> aligning with their views. That's not me saying like, oh yeah, like I agree with everything that Barstool is doing, you know? But I don't, I don't you know can't even do that. Barstool thing. I just know that they talk shit on Domino's pizza one time. And I was like, that's the best fucking pizza. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Like, they, they talk shit on pretty much everything. And, you know, they're just under the microscope right now, just like everyone else, just because, you know, they've sent well, out some like, questionable tweets and whatever. You can get famous off of love or you can get famous off of hate where people just want to hate you and talk about you. I know so many people like that are just starting doing a podcast or starting doing anything and they want to be famous by just saying the worst outrageous stuff. And I'm like, that's why my show uses your real name. So I don't have Parker coming on my show and going like, you know what I fucking hate? I hate everyone. And I love Trump. And I'm like, Oh, don't say (laughs) that because you're going to anger people. Like that's, that's that's the opposite. of everybody's thinking, but like there's shit in life. That's funny. And the whole point is it's a joke. Now with some serious stuff is like, if you want to go down, like people are always like, I never want to talk politics. I'm like, I wouldn't either because Joe Biden's like, why didn't, why did they vote for me? Because I'm black. And it's like, wait, what did you just say? Did anybody see that? Whatever he said, like, (laughs) (laughs) no, you don't want to step on any landmines. Right. But like the more you try to traverse carefully, the more like, I don't know, it's like you become overly cautious and then you end up stepping on something regardless. Like, is it better to just lean in and say, fuck it? There's only three people in the world I feel like could never be canceled. One would be <laughs> Joe Rogan, 
two yep. would be probably I don't know who's who's like a really good person that couldn't be canceled. Gandhi? Can Gandhi be canceled? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can Gandhi be canceled? I fucking hate you his know, no eating diet. It's yeah, bullshit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, you, you like Gandhi? You fucking kidding me? All right. Yeah, I think Gandhi's pretty safe. I feel like Gandhi's definitely in there. Then the third would have to be Gary Busey because I feel like if you're taking anything he says to heart, you might have something wrong with you because that guy says the most outrageous shit mostly because you can't understand it it's like trying to watch a kid open up like something for the first time and they don't know how to figure it out like they're spending two hours opening up a jar of pickles and you're sitting there like god <laughs> right. somebody help this poor kid please <laughs> how about bobby flay i feel like everyone loves bobby flay but he might have a sex scandal in there somewhere that no one knows about yet oh i could this, see that for him this is a fun game i like to play so I've gotten bad feelings about people where I've called it before it's happened, like the Bill Cosby okay. thing. So, okay, so I, I'm going to have to shout this out. Uh, there's a person on Instagram and their page is Bill Cosby didn't do it. I don't know who the hell it oh, is, boy. but I'm looking at it. He's <laughs> like, how could you? I, he, but their thing was, I'm trying to help wrongly convicted people get out. And let's start with the or the, the grandfather of comedy. And I'm like, there, that's a serious topic because that's something I'm interested in is I want to see all the things that were wrongly convicted. I think it's a lot of it's just misunderstood and a lot of it's just like, you know, fault of the system. But fucking, it right. was, he, he agreed to it. Like he did it. Right. Like, right. I don't that's understand. That's not one that's wrong. like, that one's pretty in the books. <laughs> like, I think we're all pretty, pretty like happy and satisfied with the outcome of that one. I think we're all on the same page there. <laughs> I literally get to see like how he had, I guess it was glycoma where his eye was turning white. It's like, that's all the evil that was going into his eye. It was just being funneled right. in there. All the hate and shit. He literally ended up like a James Bond or 007 character. And don't get me wrong. Anybody listening that gets offended, I just said that about Bill Cosby. I have his comedy album on my wall. But at the same time, even back then, I'm looking at his face where he's smiling. I'm like, you're hiding so much evil that the world doesn't know about yet. Yeah, man. It's kind of crazy, right? And it does. It makes you think, like, who else out there that, like, you know, is Gandhi, like, a sex predator? Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Listen to me when I say this. I've been calling this since episode, like, 200-something. So I've been saying this for a long time, and everybody's like, that's, that's ridiculous. I swear to God, I think Joe Rogan is listening to me because I listened to his most recent episode. He goes, imagine if Mr. Rogers was a bad guy. And I'm like, are you fucking listening to my shit? I call that shit. Like, <laughs> there's been five scenarios where he's literally said something I've said in the past. And I'm like, are, like what? Like the whole fact of how we're, we're replacing uh, or empathy with sympathy. Everybody just wants to feel bad for everybody instead of understanding and all this mm -hmm. stuff. He mentioned that on his recent episode i'm like dude you're listening to my shit bro like imagine if he just comes out like hey man love the podcast great ideas i'm like you son of a bitch right. you motherfucker i could see him being the kind of guy though that would just not that he's like i don't know how this is gonna come across but i could see him listening to like a bunch of podcasts and just being like oh yeah that's good oh yeah that's good oh yeah that's good and then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything to any of them i'm just gonna like kind of hide in the tall grass it's get a little bit here get a little bit here it's where we get the information. I listened to like a history podcast and they could have got a billion things wrong. And next thing I know, I'm spouting off knowledge like it's this right. universal fountain. <laughs>
<laughs> that's the internet, man. No one has any idea what the hell they're talking about, but everyone's listening. It evolved from Wikipedia, where you could just edit shit. Oh, that was a crazy revelation. Like, I remember, I feel like everyone's had that moment. This might, you know, you're, you might roll your eyes and be like, shit, what the hell are you talking about? I always knew that. But I remember, like, legitimately thinking Wikipedia was, like, a real source of information for a minute. And that moment that you learn, like, oh, no, actually, like, any jackass can come on here and write whatever the fuck they want. Like, that was a big moment. That's like, oh, shit. So this is, like, all bullshit then is what you're telling me. It's like the like moment nothing I on realized, here is reliable. It's the moment I realized Craigslist wasn't just selling, like, random things. They were also selling services, like a dude that will come to your house and punch you in the nuts. <laughs> like, I remember uh, one of my buddies got us with this. This is, like, the oldest trick of the book, too. But one of my buddies got us with this one. He uh, convinced us that seltzer was invented by a Greek man in the 1800s by the name of Arturo Seltzeros. And he gets us, he puts us in the group chat. He's like, fun fact of the day. And we're all like, Arturo Seltzeros, like that's outrageous. Like that couldn't be true. He sends us the Wikipedia screenshot of it. Everyone's like, oh shit. Can you believe that? Arturo Seltzeros, there it is. It's right there. Oldest trick in the book, man. He obviously edited not two minutes earlier. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, come what's, on, man. What's this real? Is 2020. What's real and what's not real? If you literally look at everything in history books that's written by somebody, how much information has gotten wrong? Like for a long time in our history, we thought that uh, fat was bad. If you ate fat, you were going to be fat. Then you realize it's a lie by the sugar industry. And then 10 years later, they go the other way with it. And it's like every 10 years, something comes out that proves the other thing wrong. Like what's right. to believe? I don't know. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Is that a real thing or does it mean finger eating every rabbit i don't know like, <laughs> like that could be the next trend man you you really never know and there was paleo then they were like oh eat all the vegetables oh well, don't eat too much oh fish is good for you uh well you know sometimes it has chemicals like what the hell is it what should just, i fucking do from a person that has eaten a can of tuna every day for the past like eight years and has mercury poisoning, I can tell you right now, I'm functioning fine. Sometimes my ears go out and I can't hear anything and I get scared for a little while. Like I was in a podcast and their mic cut out for like a good like 30 minutes and I'm sitting there like, did I just go deaf? And I'm like, I'm like checking my own, I'm checking myself and then they're like, like giving me like this, like one second, I got to fix it. And I know it's their error, but I'm sitting there for like a minute straight. Like, Oh my God, did I go deaf? I can't hear anything. There's no noise going on in my house. And then next thing I know, I'm hearing myself talk and I'm like, Oh, I must be able to still hear. And they're like, Hey, we're back. I'm like, thank God, dude. You don't know. I like, that was like when you figure out that <laughs> you know where I've been. <laughs> yeah. Like I was in a whole separate anxiety attack. <laughs> That's wild, man. I mean, that was like, you know, I don't know if you've uh, if you've had the pleasure of having the coronavirus yet. I don't know if you're you're cool enough to have that yet. But I, I was apparently uh, have either had it or I just am immune to it because they said when I took the test, they're like you you're you've already you got the whatever the antibodies. I was like, how? Oh, I was beautiful. like, I've, I've never been super sick before. They're like, well, some people just can't get it. I'm like, so do I have to go to India to get that one then? <laughs> right. Yeah. How do I get it though? How do I get on to the next one? Like, I'm trying like to not work for a week. It's like a mom <laughs> tattoo. Like everybody wants one, but doesn't want to show it off. Right, right. <laughs> but you just want to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, I was 
one of the first. I got it way before it was cool. And I didn't really have any symptoms. But the only thing that happened is I lost my sense of smell like entirely. And it was one of those things where every morning I'd wake up and like I kind of like rummage around the house, like just like looking for shit to smell, you know, like garlic powder, nothing like a little bit of leftover weed, nothing there. Like, you know, any, anything that you got. And it was a good two weeks. I couldn't smell anything. And I'll tell you, it's a crazy sensation, you know, like can't taste anything. Food is like essentially become nothing. Can you, well, it's wait, like, what does there live for anymore? Honestly, it's still like coming back very slowly. Like I can't smell like I used to. I don't know what the hell that means, but I can't smell like I used to. I want you to run out into your front lawn, look for like a neighbor that has a dog and then just start finding piles of shit to sniff. Like the movie Dewey Cox where you sniff, <laughs> you sniff that shit. Oh God. So yeah. <laughs> it's just like all kind of comes back to me in one fell swoop. See, I'm okay with it. like maybe losing my sense of smell would suck because like honestly, this morning I was driving and I had the windows down and I just smelled like a, this car go by. I don't know if it was the fumes from the car. Or the guy was packing a giant ass hammer, but I started smelling dip. And I was like, that oh. takes me back to like, you know, going on a road trip to like a concert or something. And the guy who always drove was always packing hammers the whole freaking trip. So you just oh, smell a skull throughout the car. And so I was like, that, that was a good memory. It was a good little throwback for me, a little flashback and nostalgia. But then I'm like, what out there would I want to miss the most? And I'm like, it'd probably be my sense of touch. Cause I feel like if I couldn't like feel things, that would just be oh like, damn, God. I'm just numb to the world. You think sense of touch over sense of sight? I would sense take of sight for me is like critical. Yeah, but I don't Can you know. Imagine not being able to see. It's like one of my greatest fears. It just sounds absolutely horrifying so i'm going to ask you what's your nightmare what is my nightmare like have you had one that specifically stands out because i remember what you just said about not being able to see i had a dream yeah. where like i was completely blind and like the whole dream there was nothing to fucking see it was like you're just staring at your eyelids and i was like am i asleep hang on a oh. second but like <laughs> you know when you close your eyes you just wait for it to come like that whole right awkward right. five minutes or so uh right but i had somebody that was walking me through everywhere in this giant city so you're just hearing car horns and all these things and i'm like imagine right. if i woke up and i was blind and then i really freaked out like it got bad yeah see that would like especially in the city yeah all it just seems like it would be sensory overload like all the noises like i, and I see you know i live in i live in new york city so i see blind people walking around all the time and I, it honestly like blows me away like the their their ability to like still like make it around and like fully function it's like incredible to me like i can't even imagine what you that ever, is like you ever test them by like throwing something at them <laughs> no but this is going to sound terrible but i did see a guy i'm on like the sixth story and i'm like looking out the window and there's like a bunch of scaffolding you know classic new york there's always fucking scaffolding everywhere and they're not actually doing anything they just like to put it up but this guy, I see him kind of going into this kind of dead end. And I'm like, uh-oh, like, there's, how is he going to find his way out of there? Five seconds, he's out. Like, surrounded, like, on all 270 degrees scaffolding. Dude just like, dink, dink, dink. Turns all the way around and back the other way he was going. Incredible. Incredible. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it kind of just rocked my world. Because I was like, I don't care, like, how long this dude has been blind, maybe even since birth. But, like, there's no way that he's, going to be able to traverse this easily 
totally nailed it. Like He's fucking shit. daredevil, dude. You just met fucking daredevil. daredevil, dude. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And I really was like, wow, damn. All right. Like, I don't know. Like what I, if I was blind, would I ever get to like that level where I could like, you know, handle it like that? I just don't know if I could. I don't think I have it in me. The weirdest thing I've ever seen is I saw a blind guy at a store and I asked him, I was like, how often do you like people get like, you, you know, you get treated differently because you can't see. And he goes, honestly, the worst thing I hate is people talk to me like I'm a fucking baby or a dog. And I was like, what? He's like, I'm not an idiot. I just can't fucking see. And they talk to me in like this, oh, do you need some help? And he's like, it's so like, especially when your hearing's amplified, it's just the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought of that. Like, should I just stop being nice to people like in wheelchairs or have like a severe disability (laughs) he goes no don't do that just don't treat us like we're two and i was like oh okay i was like you want me to hold the door open for you he's like what door i'm like i forgot you're blind (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can see that man i can i can definitely see that like i don't what what is up with that like the baby voice that people put on like I was noticing that my, my mom got a new dog and that I, and I went and visited her this last weekend and I'm like playing around with the dog and maybe it's different for pets, but like instantly, like first words out of my mouth to the dog, it's just like, you like get into that other like weird alter ego. Like who the fuck is that? Why are you talking like that? Why do we feel the need to like speak in this baby voice? So a lot has changed from when I was 10 years old. Um, but when I was 10 and this is all going to lead up to something in a second, just hang on. So when I was 10, I did an experiment on my dog. And it was like, are they hearing actual words being said? Or are they just hearing tones? And whatever tone you do that goes with that word, they just remember it and remember (laughs) that's what it means. So my dog's name was Rio. And instead of being like, you know, like, oh, who's a good Rio do that? I would just be like, uh, and I would just make the noise with my mouth instead of saying the actual right. word. And she responded. And I'm like, wow, like this is a whole revelation. They're just hearing tones. And then my mom was like, no, it's because <laughs> our dog's inbred and she's basically deaf and blind. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Like, her brain's just not working in the first place. But I tried it on multiple dogs to see if it would work. Like if that noise is, they just respond to high frequencies. So if you start speaking in a right. high frequency, I think that's why our brain does it. It's like, they're so cute. You just kind of go there. We correlate cute with anything. It's got to be high pitch. Right. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. There might be a video in there somewhere. Who knows? That's the next video for the cream team. Could be, man. Could be. You never know what might hit you. It's at all, any and all times. Why cream team? So, <laughs> so Brendan and I went to school together um, at Tulane in New Orleans. And we were the self-proclaimed beer pong champions of Tulane. Not at all true whatsoever. Um, but we thought we were hot shit and we were not nearly as cool as that title may imply, (laughs) but so we would enter these like, you know, fraternity tournaments and like, you know, we're always playing beer pong and that was our team and we were the dream team. And one day some guy is like, you know, up next to play or whatever. And he's like, I guess we're playing the cream team. Like who the fuck is that? And someone had like raced like part of, you know, the D on the, on the board and we're like oh i guess that's us and they were like where the hell did the cream team come from we we're like you just came up with that 
<laughs> like just now. Your but we like that a hell of a lot better. Your cash phrase <laughs> should have been, who wants a pap schmear? That's what it should have been. <laughs> Y'all know exactly. <laughs> Get creamed on. See, I, what, what I thought was so funny about that was um, I used to – Walmart has – okay, so it's actually from two things. One, I go down to the candle aisle in Walmart, and there was one called Buttercream Frosting, and I was like, that was my nickname in high school. And then there's another one. Um, it's a drink. It's cream soda. And I would drink it all the mm-hmm. time. And all my buddies were like, are you having cream soda? Like, I'll come over and do a podcast. You got cream soda. And I was like, yeah. So then <laughs> when they invited me to play Dungeons and Dragons for one time, which I ended up not doing, I had to set up an account online. And I was like, Lord of the Cream. And then everyone's like, it's, oh, there you go. it's Rob. It's Rob. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you, honestly, if you name your kid Cream Soda, is that so bad compared to the, a lot of the names out there? No, please. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kanye West's next son was named Cream Soda. I don't the think, rate he's going. I don't think he's going to be having kids for a while. Yeah, he, he very well may not. <laughs> I, look, I can't talk shit on Kim Kardashian because I found out that she helps get uh, wrongly convicted prisoners out. So I was like, wow, you're doing something oh, damn, really good, but nobody can take you seriously because your ass is right. filled with implants. Right. Your ass is, is bigger than my head. Probably twice as big, honestly. One cheek is your head. Yeah, I think that's probably about the ratio. That's at least how I'm kind of picturing it. You should do a video <laughs> where it's like, what happens when you hit fame? And it's like the, the, the happy years. And it's like the first couple of years. And then what it becomes <laughs> into where you're just like shaving half your head. Like nobody brings up her East Spears. <laughs> right. Like that was a huge thing. She went nuts and she's still kind of nuts. Yeah, but we've kind of forgotten about that. For some reason, she kind of got a pass. Now she's like trying to come back into relevance. And it's like, yeah, remember the whole like marijuana? Was that marijuana? What was the whole thing? She was like shaving her head to avoid a drug test or something like that. I have no clue. I just know how many people made fun of it. And then I see her now and it's like you're watching someone with like a severe mental issue try and come back into the world. And you're like, right. Oh, man. So much. She needs like, is it okay to go away for a little while? Like a retreat? right <laughs> never be heard from again or something <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely would have pegged her to be one that just kind of faded away into the darkness and just like yep never hear from her again she's got her house on the hills probably i don't know and that's it you know on to the next thing but no she's coming back you have to admit the best show was her sister zoe 101 Oh, yeah, definitely. We all had a crush on her growing up. Please, come on. I thought that's what college was like. And then you realize you go to college, and I went to, like, one where you didn't have to stay on campus. So I was like, this is not anything. I was expecting kids getting their hands <laughs> stuck in vending machines. And, you know, there was the smart chick. There was the weird, you know, awkward guy. There was the dude with the yacht money. Like, you look like you have yacht money, honestly, like, by staring Me? at you. Yes. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I wish I had yacht money, man. <laughs> I, see, I live on I live on Avenue D in New York City, so it's not exactly yacht money. I live about as deep in New York as you could possibly be. <laughs> Wait, Avenue D? <laughs> yeah, most people don't know that they, it goes that far, but yeah, it goes that far. I was about to say, do you yeah. crack jokes like I'm on Avenue D, and and some chicks like, are you trying to hit on me? You're like, no, seriously, come get the, come to the D. It's like, oh. No, you please. Really can't That's where late. I live. Avenue D. <laughs> Just like go until you think you can't go any further and go like three more avenues and you'll hit my house. 
I'm like talking yeah, to a way Corona survivor. Like, I wonder if that's going to be the trend to actually get Corona now. Oh, dude, we were in, I, I, we, we were in New York for all of it. We were in the eye of the, eye of the fucking hurricane, man. Andrew Cuomo was my God. When he came on and talked about the coronavirus every morning, it was like, everyone shut the fuck up. Like Andrew Cuomo was on. This is huge. That I was my life, man. I it saw fucking the sucked. I saw the pictures of it, and then I got a new perspective when I found out that people who traveled out of the country couldn't get back into the country. And I was like, wow, imagine being like broke as shit, traveling on like a couple hundred dollars or something to get you through that two weeks, and then you got your plane ticket back home, and you can't get back home. Like, do people just help you out, or do you just have to sign a fucking lease in Ireland? Right. Yeah, what the hell are you supposed to do? Seriously. Just like, oh, I guess I live here now. Like, imagine going to a country for a day where you know you hate it after like a day and you have to stay there till coronavirus is over and it's been six months now where you're like, fuck, I can't eat another schnitzel. I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) I have to eat one more fucking schnitzel. Well, the beer signs I can handle, but the schnitzel, that's where I draw the fucking line. Imagine being can't fucking do it anymore. The one guy at Beer Fest with a gluten allergy where you're just <laughs> fucked. Do they casually drink out of those boots or is that like something that's like just on TV? I think that is was Is anyone just, doing that like throughout that the year? Was just Beer Fest. But what I really got scared of was when I saw on uh, social media, Instagram, I would say, recently is a person that posted that they had a nut allergy, gluten-free all these, everything. And I was like, what do you fucking eat? Like air, like I, like <laughs> everything. And she was like, well, I that can eat terrible. certain assorted jams. And I'm like, so you just eat jam all day <laughs> long. Like I've seen my strange addictions where like somebody's just eating toilet paper or couch sofa, like the, the stuff they stuff couches with. Somehow they're getting nutrition. I don't know where, but I was like, do you get all your essential vitamins and stuff off jam? She's like, yeah. And I'm like looking at photos and like, she's like in a wheelchair and then she has like missing an arm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Certain assorted jams, just straight up, I guess. Can't put it on toast. Yeah, can't do that. Gluten allergy. Just straight up jam. But then there's gluten-free bread, <laughs> and I'm like, how did you pull off this, David Copperfield? Like, how did you get the you t- – we <laughs> right. took the gluten out of it. Like, what? <laughs> Have you ever tried that shit? I've tried – Gluten-free um, bread? There's uh, – in the international section where, like, you'll find, like, hot sauces and all, like, a lot of Hispanic stuff, they have a gluten side on the other shelf. And, like, looking at yeah. it, I'm like, these, like, gluten-free – jerky i'm like didn't know jerky had gluten in it <laughs> yeah right it's like you can gluten-free water hmm. those cream <laughs> sodas i was drinking were gluten-free i was like well hey there you go i'm living a healthier life than drinking a regular soda <laughs> i appreciate you being a big cream soda guy you know that's I'm a very pro. underrated soda i'm pretty underrated soda. I'm pro. You don't, who, no one's drinking cream soda casually anymore, and I think that's wrong. Dr. Pepper, they made a cream soda version, and I swear to you that's going to up their ratings because every time I go to Walmart, there's no fucking Dr. Pepper cream soda, only the great value. But I prefer that. It's got 200 potassium in it. That's like a fucking banana. I'm like, I don't know how that's possible, but every time I like drink one, I have to poop. So I'm like, it helps. It helps. <laughs> damn 200 potassium that's pretty serious who knew 
So basically, soda's good for you is what I'm hearing. Honestly, they always, the poops anyway. They talk shit on Sunny D saying that Sunny D was like really bad for you, but then everybody's saying you need your vitamin D to not get corona. I'm like, so Sunny D is now a conspiracy and it's gotta come back because that'll get you your vitamin D. Sunny D Sunny D's been sleeping for a while. I don't think I've heard anything about Sunny D. See, it's funny. People are gonna listen to me say vitamin D and Sunny D, and they're like, What are you talking about? That's vitamin C. And I'm like, No, it's got a sun on the fucking logo. So obviously you're <laughs> getting your vitamin D as well. <laughs> right. That's just how it fucking works. <laughs> so we talk about the internet being false. I once ate two boxes of raisin bran and I looked up because my stomach was hurting. And it, it was just because I ate two boxes. But I looked it up. I was like, what's wrong with me? And it said I had stomach cancer and I freaked out. WebMD screwed me over for like a week. Oh, dude. WebMD is like one of the worst inventions, I think, in history because we cannot be trusted to look at medical anything. Like that's for a doctor to be doing. I don't need to be like, exactly. As soon as I like, oh, what is this like itch on my leg? You look it up and it's like, you're going to need to get that amputated. That's like the first thing every time. WebMD doesn't take you to the reasonable things first. The, the first topics are always like stomach cancer. And you're like, oh, shit. Well, that's it. That's it. I had too many raisins. I'm going to die. That's Literally it. a doctor, I heard him say that the reason why they think like doctors always think the worst case scenario is because they're trained to prep for the worst case scenario. And it's usually like the right. most simple thing. But then I was like, back in like the 1700s or the 1900s, like Victorian surgery era, like everything was, you got a splinter, got to chop that foot off. I'm like, I still think we're thinking like that, but now we have pagers and cell phones and shit. Right, right. So you can like check yourself before you do it. Like the guys like were there with the saw. Was definitely doing this. Oh, just a splinter. Good catch. Good you catch. know how you know how common that is that somebody gets mixed up like their search, uh, their surgery things. Like they got the wrong person in surgery, and it's like you said we're amputating this guy's foot. Yeah, well, he's already missing a foot. It's like, did they do the surgery early? No, you got the wrong patient. Right, literally just wrong guy. Doesn't need his foot cut off. That's terrifying, I, man. That makes you like never want to go to the doctor again. That's what scares me about surgery is I don't want someone cutting into me because I feel like I know how bad I would fuck up. I just don't want, unless it's Dr. Strange, because I feel like if you can survive right. like the parallel dimension, then you can definitely you know fix my organs if I needed it. Right, right. Yeah, I can see him. Maybe like Gandhi too. You know, I feel like Gandhi probably has a pretty still hand. We got to cancel. You don't think him. so? He's hungry. He's shaking all the time. <laughs> cancel him. This is a cancel. cancel this is a Gandhi. This is, this is a cancel podcast. Everybody's gonna be listening. Like <laughs> he's offending Gandhi, even though we tried to cancel him. I'm like, what can I say? He did something amazing. But you know who the real monk is? The one monk on the rage against the um machine cover album. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a clock that, monk. That was a real picture of a dude that was so upset with society that he dumped gasoline on himself and lit himself on fire. That is nuts. Yeah, that's next level shit. We that don't have any of that these days. <laughs> that really makes you wonder what got him to that point. Did he just get like a bad day or something? Yeah, like what was like the thing that set him off? Like, his the fire set him off on him too that's many what, times. That's, that's what set him <laughs> the, off. The fire <laughs> did set him off. <laughs> this is his girlfriend like yelling at him one too many times about not doing the dishes. He was like, that's it. He grabs the tinder box. He's like, I'm out of here. It's happening. Too much shit <laughs> in this world. I can't worry about dishes. <laughs> Enough of these fucking dishes. 
<laughs> I, there was a joke. There was a joke about um. They're like, I wonder why there's. I wonder who the artist is that puts all the white tape around the dead bodies in New York City. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's not what that's for. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That's an unknown. I can see that being an art installation, though. (laughs) It is right. Just body, (laughs) body, body parts all over the wall. It's like a naked gun when they're like they go in and there's that bomb scenario and it's like there's like uh, tape outlines of people on walls and then like halfway through in the ceiling and stuff. It's like, yep, the guy was found up there, over there, over there, over there. It was so crazy. He was up there. (laughs) That's got to be a terrible job to outline that. Oh yeah, and like I don't know how you know realistic it is in the movie and stuff but i feel like it's always a pretty rough outline you know yeah, you like what is really like spend more time on that come on now yeah like come this... on you didn't really get his fingers in there like it's really just come on look how, how far this tape sticks out it's not even touching <laughs> his body get in there <laughs> come on man <laughs> like we this is like some serious business we got to fucking know what happened here do a little better job with the tape will you for fuck's sake. Look, his head's over there. You got to get near the, where they severed it at the spinal cord. You can't just, you can't work around that. It's going to be off. All the dimensions are off. You're, te- you're giving me a tape line of a guy that's 6'5", and he's 6'3". <laughs> right. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> redo it. Hold on. Yeah, redo it. What? So how, how is he like this? <laughs> Spend less time vomiting on the corpse and more time taping that body. Yeah, that's their slogan. That's like day one of training. <laughs> well, Parker, I think I've wasted enough of your time, man. <laughs> Didn't waste it at all, man. Happy to be here. This was fun. I appreciate you for doing the podcast, dude. Please promote your uh, Instagram page, promote the YouTube, promote anything you want so people can find the Cream Team. Hey, y'all. Yeah, just uh, feel free to check us out. Cream Team Comedy. Uh, primarily on Instagram, we're trying to get YouTube going too. Um, but follow us on Instagram. We got new videos every week and uh, should have a new one coming out real soon. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of out of the blank podcast.